This is Kenneth Wong, Senior Editor for DE247. Welcome to another episode of DE Podcast. This episode is sponsored by Cadence, part of the DE Leadership Profile Series. And today, we're talking to John Chana from Cadence Design Systems. John, welcome. Will you tell us your role at Cadence and a little bit of your background in the simulation industry, please? At Cadence, the hat I wear is a leader of the product management team for CFD. I've been at Cadence 18 months, came on board with the PointWise acquisition, uh, where I was the uh, president and co-founder for 26 years. So my background is, you know, I've been doing CFD since uh, 1984, um, mesh generation mostly since 1987, and that's that's kind of where I where I came from to get to the to get to our conversation here today. Cadence has been in the business for more than 30 years, so it's a household name in many other areas. But when it comes to CFD, I would say it's a relative newcomer. Would you say that the company has a unique approach, unique method, and if so, what's that method's advantages? Okay. Uh, well, Cadence may be a newcomer to CFD, but that's a little bit deceiving, right? Because, I mean, if you look at me, uh, this gray hair is not a new kid on the block kind of thing. And by the way, I don't call this gray hair. I call this uh, wisdom highlights. But, I, uh, I agree with you on that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so if you look at Cadence itself, 30 years of leadership in electronic system design, that's, you know, uh, chips and boards and all the electronic gizmos that I personally don't understand. But th- such a great leadership position um, in that area in computational software. As the company has matured, they're evolving. We are evolving from semiconductors to systems, from small things, chips and boards, to the big things in which those electronics are installed, like big things that roll, like cars, big things that fly, like airplanes, big things that float, like boats, big things that spin, like turbo machines. If you dig down deeper into the technology that's, that, that Cadence has been involved in, and you look at things like printed circuit boards and enclosures and things like that, you always have the need to cool those electronics as packaging gets smaller and tighter. You start cooling, you start moving air, that's fluid dynamics, that's CFD. So CFD became a natural adjacency to what Cadence had traditionally been doing in a way that they could better serve our, our bigger customers who are you know using those chips and boards. So from that standpoint, w- w- the name is a new kid on the CFD block, but the people involved aren't because the Fidelity CFD team is built from decades of expertise, both from within Cadence, but from the acquired companies, whether that's Numeca or Pointwise or more recently Cascade Technologies. And if you, and if you look at that, we're able to bring to the market targeted CFD applications that look at specific types of problems. No one, no one, no engineers who are doing CFD anymore want the Swiss army knife. What they want is a focused application that solves domain specific problems that we, and we have those that we bring to market. But we're also supporting it with this culture of innovation that is the fresh part about being the new kid on the block. We don't have all that legacy behind us. So we're looking at new technologies that will take CFD to the next generation, that next level to do problems that we can't do today. Um, We'll bring that to market going forward. Let's talk about the 
kind of problems where CFD is applicable. People generally think of it as flow problems and uh, airflow thermodynamics. Maybe there are other areas that people won't think about using CFD but are actually applicable. Could you shed some light on that? Anyone who has a product that operates in a fluid environment, there's liquid or gas flowing through or over it, or maybe both. They understand that, that nature and they haven't, what they're trying to do is understand the value of using CFD as opposed to more traditional methods to design those products. I, I, I think there's that awareness that CFD is there. I think we've gotten to the point where the technology is, is kind of ubiquitous. Um, but for example, if you look at CFD applications, one thing that is fun and everyone likes to lead with is applications of CFD to sports. It's very relatable. Um, you know, people can understand um, a, a baseball uh, with the seams, how you throw a curveball, or actually more recent case. There was an article uh, online. I can't remember where I saw it. It was talking about how this year's World Cup soccer ball, because of the patterning, patterning of how it was constructed, had really good curvature, curving properties when it was kicked, as opposed to a couple of years ago, apparently there was quite a controversy because the ball behaved like a knuckleball when you kicked it. So people understand that kind of thing. So if you look at what we're doing, look at um, from our Marine applications with Fidelity Marine, three America's Cup teams are using Fine Marine to design their hull forms and their hydrofoils and things like that. That's, that's cool. That's interesting. And people get that. And it kind of really pushes the technology. Of course, under on the automotive side, um, you know, Cadence is an official technology partner of McLaren Formula One Racing. They have access to our complete CFD technology suite so we can address the unique challenges and accelerate their path kind of to victory on the track. And then you, you look at uh, our turbo machinery products, uh, Fidelity Turbo, that's energy efficiency in power generation, which is something we're all concerned about, uh, being greener, using less energy to produce power or extracting more energy from flowing liquids and powers and, and things like that. And then we have new new concepts coming along, like um, uh, hydrogen fueled vehicles, which changes the math a little bit about how these machines perform. So it's something that we could really try to pursue. When it comes to deploying CFD in biomedical field or healthcare, what are some of the examples that you can give me, John? Well, I tend to split those into two categories. One, there's manufactured devices like uh, blood pumps, um, uh, you know, medicine delivery vehicles. Um, as a matter of fact, the Open Foam Workshop this summer is sponsoring a benchmarking challenge based on an FDA benchmark for a blood pump. And then there are patient-specific cases where you're looking at uh, you know, pulmonary geometry, you're looking at aneurysm geometry, where we can uh, help doctors plan surgical events or evaluate the effectiveness of treatments. Um, so those, those kind of forward-looking applications are really exciting when it comes to CFD. The basic principles of CFD has been around for quite some time, of course. I wonder if it has evolved over time. Are the physics and the algorithms getting better? Uh, what do you foresee as the future of CFD? Uh, well, yeah, it has changed a lot. I can tell you that uh, across the 39 years of my career so far, 
in the mid 1980s, I spent an entire year and a lot of supercomputer time doing a 2D simulation that is now probably a senior level undergraduate homework problem. And that's because we've moved from where CFD was the domain of researchers or research tools deployed either at government agencies or bleeding edge companies. Um, I started my career at what is now Lockheed Martin Aeronautics, um, where CFD was incredibly important to designing an aircraft, but it's moved from that to reliable commercial tools and open source tools that are readily available to just about anyone. And I'm saying that, and I'm trying not to use the word democratization since it's so controversial, but the availability of those tools is, is, is out there now. And, and you have everyone from students at the undergraduate level using these tools in labs um, to um, people applying them off the shelf to understand and improve their products. What, what we've seen in the past four decades is going to repeat in the future. Those high-level tools are going to mature and come down and be implemented in software products that people can uh, deploy in order to either compute simulations faster, get more accurate answers, or do parts of the simulation that they couldn't do before. And you know whether it's, you know, like I said, it's accuracy or speed or the technique for deployment to make it more available and to make the software you know, usable by people who aren't the analysts. We wanna get this out to the layperson so that they can actually use it for engineering sims. It's all underpinned by a history of research and innovation that's brought in from the acquired companies, Numeca, PointWise, and Cascade Technologies, where we're looking at that next generation, whether that's advanced numerics like high order, or scale resolving simulations, which is a fancy way to say, we're gonna do better at simulating turbulent flows. And from an aircraft guy, that means like, we're really good at simulating the flow field in the center of the flight envelope, but um, at the edges of the flight envelope, and if you saw the new uh, Top Gun movie at the end where he's fighting the bad guys and the bad guy does that pitch up maneuver and turns the plane over and basically stops in midair and you can see the, the, the vapor coming off of it. Those kind of simulations aren't tractable by the current tools, but those are going to be tractable by the, the future technologies that we're hoping to bring to market soon. There's a lot of new areas that I didn't even think of, including Top Gun movie, for example, <laughs> where CFD is applicable. John, as always, it's a pleasure to chat with you. Thank you so much for sharing your comments and thoughts. Oh, you're quite welcome. Always a pleasure to talk about CFD. Until next time, this is Kenneth Wong for DE247, and we are out. <laughs>